the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock till noon, we're going to be talking about cars. And, Brenda, we had a chance to talk off the air about your car, and so we have some more information for you. So hang on real tight. Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing is one of the shops on my best car list, and you can find that at MarkSalem.com. And these are shops that I have personally checked out. I know the people that own them, and I know that they're really good, and they have the ability to do what they say they do. Well, Thompson's is one of those. He's been around since 1970. Brian and Thelma own and operate Thompson's Auto Repair. They have ASE certified technicians. They've been in the Mesa area for 100 years, if not more. And you only have to meet Brian or Thelma to understand why they're on my list, because they are just such nice people. And Brian is the kind of guy that you'd want to marry your daughter, except he's married to Thelma, so forget that idea. So if you're anywhere near Main Street, and, and just east of Stapley on Main Street, on the south side of the road, is Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing. And, and here's the good news. Well, good and bad. He's the only shop in Mesa that's passed all the requirements to be on our best car repair shops list. Brenda, we were talking to Brenda. One of the things that we have that the three-whiskered kid at AutoZone does not have is a scanner. Right. That's thousands and thousands of dollars. And the scanner out actually allows us to look at the activity that's going on. It allows us to see everything that's going into the computer and what's coming out of the computer. Right, and also allows us to have what's called bi-directional control where we can activate things on the engine through the scanner. We can make things happen. Yes. And and it says if you want the mirrors to wiggle like your ears, push this button. And I'm being facetious, but that. So on her particular car, we would plug in a scanner and we would look at fuel trim. Correct. Okay, let's pretend that fuel trim is one to five. Okay? Or 1 to 10. Let's do 1 to 10 because it's easier. Fuel trim is 1 to 10. A normal fuel trim would be? Right in the middle at 5. 5. Bingo. So if we're going to go left of 5, we're going to go lean. Okay? We're going to go down. Down. And that's more air and less fuel. Right. We have a problem. We're pulling fuel out. Right. On the right side of 5, between 5 and 10, that's the rich side. Right. So that means we got too much fuel and not enough we're air. We're turning the faucet on. That's right. The faucet's on full blast. So if we looked at her car and we and we looked at the fuel trim, we have short-term and long-term. So short-term is means short-term. Long-term means, well, short-term is the last 10 minutes, and long-term is the last 10 days, hypothetically. Right. Okay. So we could look at her fuel trim numbers for a very long time. And if we had the vacuum leak that you and I think she has, on the 1 to 10 scale, what would her fuel trim be? It would be up 7 or 8. It would be on the on the rich side adding fuel. So it's adding fuel to compensate for a lean condition. And so it sees way too much air, and it looks at the chart, and it says, well, if I see this much air, I better add this much fuel. 
and I need to control the RPM of the engine all at the same time. So we're going to see numbers between 5 and 10 in this hypo- hy- hypothetical thing we're trying right. to draw with words as opposed to having a blackboard. So we would be looking at her short-term and long-term fuel trim. Now, if it was right in the middle, both short-term and long-term, then our whole hypothesis about a vacuum leak goes away. Correct. But we're right that it's got a vacuum leak. We just have to find it. Right. And that's she's got a plastic most... intake, you said, yes. on the Yukon. And that's a problem because the plastic intake manifold will warp or crack. Right. And it's, you know, it's seated on aluminum heads, so the plastic expands and contracts at a different rate than the aluminum does. And so we, we cracks or breaks. Right. And it also can be something where the crack is present cold, but once the engine warms up, the plastic expands and the vacuum leak goes away. Correct. Which is what she said. Right. So we only have a small window to look at this. We look at the scanner, and it says, hey, we, we've got a, a fuel trim way out of whack. So now we know. So, But we've only got maybe five minutes to track that fuel leak down before the motor gets yeah, warm the enough. Vacuum leak, yeah. And then all of a sudden we'll see fuel trim recorrect and go back to five on a 1 to 10 scale. Yep. So that's how it works. Gerard, how are you today? What can we do for you? Uh, how do you do, Mark? Thank you very much for taking my call. You bet. Uh, got uh, basically two questions. The first one that I have, I've got a 94 um, Toyota 4Runner, and I am I'm, I'm having trouble with the motor a lot of times in starting stuff, and I think what I've got is I've got a lot of pigtails on the injectors that are cracked and, and really bad. And I was wondering, do you know of a good supplier that has pigtails so that I can replace, instead of replacing the whole harness? Yeah. Yeah, there, there are suppliers out there that have pigtails. Can you think of the brand? Would Dorman um, have that? Dorman, I'm sure, probably has them. D-O-R-M-A-N. Um, yeah. um, Eklund, which I think is Napa. Yeah, you might try them. Standard but, Ignition probably but, has them, too. But let's talk about this for a minute. It, that 4Runner got a V6? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I rebuilt the motor. I, I do have a problem right now. I put new heads on, but I've got uh, two cylinders that the valves are sticking, so I'm going to start tearing it apart. And I figured while I'm tearing it apart... I want to replace these pigtails that are bad. Okay, but you started off by saying that you had a problem with it run or cranking and starting starting up. Yeah. Uh, okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. If okay. it it cranks but doesn't catch, right? Right. So you have the first thing you have to do is determine the absence of fuel, the absence of spark. Have you got there? I've got spark. I've got fuel, but I I thought at one time it was that uh, cold start solenoid. Okay. So I did replace that, but I still have a problem every once in a while to try to start it. Sometimes okay. it starts right up, other times it doesn't. Okay. Well, obviously we're missing sparker fuel at the beginning uh, of this start process. So if you hooked up a fuel pressure gauge and taped it to the outside of your windshield for a couple of days, you'd probably figure that out pretty quick. So you'd turn your key on and you'd see the fuel pressure jump up to, let's just use a stupid number, 30. Oh. 40 PSI. Okay, 40 PSI. So we're going to go jump to 40, but in the case where it, it cranks but doesn't catch, it dro- it comes up to 40, then it drops immediately to 12 or 18, and it's, sta- and, and it's static at that point. Well, we got a check valve in the tank that's bad. we got a fuel pressure regulator that's bad. we got an injector that's leaking like a sieve. You haven't said anything about black smoke yet out of the tailpipe. So those are all the things that you have to work on. You can keep replacing parts. We like guys like you that do that because ultimately <laughs> you bring it in and and then we'll wave our magic wand and fix it and then we get to say to you, doggone it, Gerard, you spent about five times more than I'm going to charge you to fix this thing. <laughs> and I'm teasing you and thank you for laughing. Thank you for laughing. But in your case, you need to find out fuel or spark. And that's that's the beginning of that. Of that. It, I have an extended cranking 
intermittently. That's what that's what that's called. Extended cranking okay. intermittently, and then you can add when cold or when hot. That will help. Okay. But right. a fuel pressure gauge is the first place you have to start. Okay, you had a second okay. question. And the pigtails, yeah. you can you can you can call your Napa store, Eckland, okay. and see if they have pigtails. Dorman, you're not going to be able to buy from them, but Dorman makes lots of aftermarket parts that fail that the dealers and the manufacturers don't service. So they'll make pieces of that harness for you that you can cut and splice those new connectors on. So Dorman would be a good place to, to go. Okay, now, question okay, number now two. I've, now I've got an old, old uh, three-quarter ton uh, 2595 Chevy, and I'm always having problems with the, uh, I guess, the floating axles, the uh, seals are on the hubs where they're always always ends up starting leaking every time I replace them. Uh, do they sell a kit where it's a sleeve that goes over where the uh, rubber seal would fit on from the shaft? Because it looks like I've got, like, a wear point right there where the seal is. Okay, now wait a minute. Wait, are you talking front or rear? On the rear. Rear? Okay. And where's the leak exactly at? Is it the backside of the drum? Yeah, it's, you know, it's where the, where the shaft seal is and then the oil comes out of the rear end or whatever okay. uh, and comes down and then goes falls onto the rear brakes okay do we have we have oil that transfers between um, eddie and i are talking between the pumpkin and the hubs the bearings Correct, and the right. hubs so where's this the seal the seal's on the back side of the drum okay, okay so on this one you have the six nuts on the axle you take take those out pull the axle pull out the axle. then you got the two locking nuts that secure the drum and hub to the the axle and you okay. pull those out but we need to determine whether it's leaking from where the seal rides on the rear axle or it can actually be leaking between where the seal fits into the hub. Yes, that's what I was getting at is I was trying to uh, – you're exactly right. We need to look to see what's leaking on the seal. Uh, as far as – do we have a seal on the axle itself? Uh, um, where it bolts to the hub? Yes. Typically there's a, a flat metal flange, or sometimes um, they have an O-ring with a, a recessed groove that it fits in there. Right. But it, it's what I'm driving at. It's it's not like a other Chevrolet differential where we put a sleeve over where the the seal rides yeah. on. Yeah, I'm not This I'm has not nothing that, like that Yeah, I'm all. not aware that there's a, a wear sleeve that can be installed right. on that. Or anything else. The only other thing it could be is, is what happens if the back bearing or race is real sloppy and we're bouncing that back bearing around. Wouldn't we wipe out that back, that back seal? Yeah, if the, if the hub is dancing on the right. on the axle flange. So, so you'd have to take a micrometer and lift and lower the drum and see if you've got excessive movement, 10, 12, 15 thousandths. Then you could determine that that back bearing, so he could replace the back bearing in the race and the seal while he's there and see if that's going to make any difference. So I, I don't know. We haven't had one of those in a long time. Can you think of we've ever had? Um, I mean, we've had oil leaks at right. the back of those semi of those floating axles, but we've never really struggled with 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 you know figuring out where the the leak was at. But what what Eddie's saying, and I agree with him, is it's either coming out of the rubber part of the seal or the mounting part of the seal, right? Correct. And okay. the, the key is to make sure when you drive a new seal into the hub that that area where the outer diameter of the seal goes into the hub, that area of the hub is nice and clean. And it's not bent. by. Right. And we're using a big flat seal installer. So yeah, that's what I have. Okay. So that, yeah. I, don't, I don't know anything else um, that, I, that we can tell you. What happens if the differential's too full, Eddie? Well, normally it comes out the vent. Okay. And, and, and right. you're and I, right. And I was and I checked the vent to make sure that that wasn't plugged. It could cause pressure to build up for those seals. So okay. I'm not having that problem either. All righty. Well, that's the best we can do okay. for you. 
Good luck All to right. you. All right. Thank you very much, Gerard. Okay. You got anything else on your mind? The hard part on, on a lot of this stuff is is sometimes we've seen it a lot. So yes. you, you have a good answer. You got a good direction of travel. It's like that throttle, the 3,000 RPM. We've seen that before. We've seen the intakes leak. We've seen the vacuum leaks. We've seen all this. But this, I can tell you going back to the 70s when we had tow trucks with floating axles, if you didn't put those axle lock nuts on right, then that you'd be driving down the road and those dual wheels would just walk out on you. And the whole axle would come out. And if you're if you were lucky, the axle didn't completely come out, which would cause the truck then to fall down on the ground and wipe out the differential flange. Yep. And the two tires go over and happen to hit a brand new BMW that's worth a hundred thousand dollars. So you have all those things that happen in the blink of an eye. So those are the kinds of issues that that you typically yep. end up with. Um, but as far as the, the axle seal is concerned, I don't think we've struggled with that. No, we really haven't. It's just not been something that we've done over and over and over again. And both of us have been in, together working on for 28 years. And I just, I would see a comeback like that. It, yeah, that typically would, when we see a, a repeat failure, it's because someone didn't use something flat and square to drive the seal. And they used a hammer and they dimpled the, the shell of the seal, which distorted the roundness of the rubber seal. And right. so it wasn't, it wasn't round anymore and it wouldn't seal. And the old guys used to pack the back of the seals no matter what with grease. So you don't knock the garter spring off. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly right. So if you take the hub off and the garter spring's hanging on the axle, then you kind of know what's going on. You hit it too hard, yep. you, you knock the garter spring off. There's a spring behind the seal that is goes around the, the rubber containment portion, yeah, the which lip is of it. the inner lip. And so this rubber or this little spring is a tightly wound spring. Why do they call it a garter string? Because it's the same as a woman would put around her thigh. It's a okay. It's It's, it's a, a round spring, a round... Okay, all right. I didn't know if you knew something. I didn't. I just don't know. <laughs> I mean, I didn't. I'm not going there. Besides that, I have an apology to make real quick, too. Last week, we misbehaved. I misbehaved. And so for those of you that I may have offended last week, I'm sorry. From the bottom of my heart, I'm sorry. I'm not making any excuses. I'm going to tell you that there was two other guys in the studio, and they didn't have anything to do with it. When I got the steering wheel of this show, everything that happens here that's bad is on my on my shoulders. So on behalf of all of us, I'm going to apologize. But even more important, I'm going to tell you that I know the difference, and we crossed the line, and we shouldn't have. So we didn't. We didn't really go after anybody. That wasn't the no, issue. No, it wasn't malicious. We were talking about something that we shouldn't have been talking about. And um, and so for those of you that I may have offended, I, I deeply apologize. We'll be back right after this. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB Online Directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101. There's no question you need Omega-3s. 
But which form should you take? Fish oil or krill oil? Scientists have debated this for years. Luckily, there's a new solution to satisfy everyone. It's called Krill Omega 50 Plus. It combines ultra-pure fish oil and joint-soothing krill oil together in just one tiny pill. It's so powerful, it can promote the health of your heart and your arteries. And if that wasn't enough, it can also boost your joint comfort in just days. We're so sure Krill Omega 50 Plus will work for you. We'll even send you a free bottle to put to the test. The debate is over. It's not fish oil or krill oil. It's both. And now it's free. Just pay $4.95 for shipping and claim your free bottle. Call now. 1-800-679-5745. 1-800-679-5745. That's 1-800-679-5745. Are you drowning in IRS tax debt? I owe the IRS $37,000. Get ready for a toll-free hotline. Take advantage of new IRS tax forgiveness programs that may protect you from IRS collection agencies. They have the power to garnish your wages, put liens on your property, and levy your bank account. Civic Tax Relief can help protect you from the IRS. Civic Tax Relief basically represented me against the IRS, and by the time everything was completed, I didn't owe the IRS anything. Find out about the Fresh Start program that is now available through Civic Tax Relief. Civic Tax Relief's special tax hotline can help you discover all the relief programs available for free. I would recommend anyone who has a tax problem to contact Civic Tax Relief. Just call 800-210-6779. 800-210-6779. Don't wait. Call now. 800-210-6779. 800-210-6779. Welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Let me just do some business real quick, and then we're going to get back to the phones. Automatic Transmission Exchange has been building transmissions in the Phoenix area since 1968. Phil and his staff are transmission diagnostics experts. If you've ever driven up and down Washington Street near 40th Street, you drove by Phil. And ATE is Automatic Transmission Exchange, and you've driven by there because he's been around a long time. Like I said, he's been around since 19... Let me see here, 1968, and he's. There's only one other shop I know of that's been in in business that long, and um, and actually they started in 1967. Nevertheless, every transmission is thoroughly tested in their new state-of-the-art dynamometer, where they actually bolt your transmission up to this piece of equipment, and they can shift it and make it work. And if there's leaks, they can fix them then, as opposed to putting it in your car and taking it back out. So if you live in Phoenix and you have a transmission problem, stop by Automatic Transmission Exchange, 40th Street in Washington. Doug, good morning. What kind of problem have you got? Uh, thanks for taking my call so quickly, too. Uh, I've got a 2007 uh, Dodge Crew Cab pickup, 1500. Okay. And I thought I'd give you guys a little giggle halfway through your show here. Um, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it, it, This started about a year ago. And it's in my AC heating uh, system. Uh-huh. And during the uh, during the summertime, and of course I'm in Phoenix, uh, but I'm a, I'm a native, so it's not that big of a deal. I can't turn the AC up all the way to the fan mm-hmm. because it'll kick into the heater. Okay. And in the wintertime, uh, when I'm trying to get the heater on, I actually have to find a bump in the rope 
like a speed bump or a railroad tracks or something like that to get the flapper to flip over to turn the heater on. Okay, that's and called the blend on door. High. Okay. Okay. And that's the only way I can get the heater to come on in the wintertime. Well, we would have fixed that for you for about $12.50 because we would have just <laughs> stuck a coat hanger. We'd heat up the end of the coat hanger, and we'd stick it through the duct, and we'd grab a hold of the blend door. And then we say to you, pull it for cold and push it for hot. <laughs> now, I want to tell you something. We've done stupid stuff like that before. Oh, yeah. We've There's been times where the expense to fix it was just astronomical, and we and just put some jerry-rig thing in there for some lady to pull it for cold and push it for oh, hot. Numerous times we've done just an on-off ball valve for a heater hose. Yes. Because you know, some of these cars have electronic heater valves and stuff like that. We just tell them. You just you're gonna have AC all summer, and then in the winter time when you want heat, you just turn this knob and you've got heat. And you got heat. So that, that we've we've gone back to the 50s and yeah. the 60s in that sense. But anyway, you 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 probably fix this some weird way by uh, beating on the dashboard. Uh, in the in the summertime, that sometimes that works, but in the in the wintertime, I I don't want to hit my dashboard any harder because uh, when I can't find a bump to get that that uh flapper or whatever you called it uh to shut or open yeah uh yeah it's it's kind of a cold ride okay the and mcdonald's I, I wrappers actually... you you found a cheeseburger in there but anyway what did you find <laughs> how did you fix this i have not fixed it yet and okay. I, I i did take it into a shop and this is this this is the part that's probably going to tick you off a little bit mm-hmm. and right off the bat they said well yeah that we'll have to pull the whole dash out to that it's gonna cost you about six grand and i'm like yeah i'll find a bump well, hold on hold on six grand Yep. Oh Jesus! So are, are you sure you didn't misunderstand him? I, I oh, mean, no. okay. <laughs> all right. Fair, I didn't, uh, fair that, that was pull the whole dash out, the whole nine yards. All right. Well, to me, that sounds like a scare tactic. They just didn't want to work on. I, it. And you're exactly right. Back in the in the old days, we did just exactly that. We would shoot through the moon just because we didn't want it to go in and diagnose it. If you went to one of those shops that used to work on transmissions but now does everything, or if you went to one of those brake shops that used to just do brakes and now they do bumper-to-bumper stuff, then that's what you run across. Guys like that don't yeah. want to take this. Give me a, a, a range to fix this. Well, it depends. Worst Some, case scenario. Worst case scenario, pull the dash, pull the heater box, $1,300. Okay. And that's worst case scenario. Now, once we get in there, we'll know whether the motor's bad, the linkage is broken, whether the door has a bubble gum wrapped around it. We'll be able to see what the heck's going on. Well, but, on those, they have the actuator that sits on top of the blend door. Okay. And it, it looks a lot like the connection from a... Uh, an extension to a socket. It's a square okay. drive. Okay. So what's happened on his, it sounds like, is the, the square portion of his blend door has broken. Okay. And so he can control it to a certain point when the AC's on, but if he puts the blower on high, it overcomes that the, little bit of a connection, and it just flaps the door and moves it. Um, right. Because the volume of air is moving the door, and, it's, and, and because it's loose in its mounting. Right. Okay. So well, that's... Well, maybe, maybe also as a little addition, uh, uh, my... My uh, uh, switch for the for the vent controls mm-hmm. is completely inoperative. It, it blows it blows out the the main vent, and that's it. I don't have any control on the defrosters, anything at all. That I, I don't know if that helps or confuses it more or what. But well, we'd certainly want to know why there's no resistance on that particular slide. 
So we'd have yeah. to take a look at that. But when we take your dashboard out to deal with your blend door, we're going to have all that stuff out there, too. Yeah. And right, I did that on right. Andy's truck. She had a, a blend door on her Dodge. Yeah. That's and, my daughter, by the and way. And we ended, I ended up taking the, the front seats out, the console, the dash. Right. And we went in and replaced every single actuator. The actuators weren't that expensive themselves. It's just the labor to get in and, and do it, them. It was $1,300 in and $200 worth of parts. Yes. Yeah, or something like that. Now, you, you have to understand, you don't want to watch them work on your truck when they do that. You don't want to be around because people would literally poop their pants if they saw that we took the the the, the dashboard from driver's side to passenger side and we had it sitting on the ground. Then we have the two seats sitting outside the car. Carpets and, out. And the carpet's out. And, and we've got a five-gallon, now I'm just drawing this picture for you, but we don't do this, five-gallon bucket half full of nuts and bolts. <laughs> and when you see that, you say to the technician, don't pass out on me. Don't die on me because of the rest of us is going to take us a week to put. But guys like Eddie that do this kind of work, they separate the bolts. They put them back in the hole they found them. They do lots of tricks like that. And then it's a sin at the end of the day to end up with one or two bolts. You and I have to tell you, one of the greatest things in all the years I've been doing this is to have a cell phone now where I can take a picture. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Before vacuum lines, I'd have to draw it on a piece of paper. Now I can take pictures of stuff, pictures of bolts and stuff, and it's so easy. So you have 10 of the same kind of bolts, and you can take a wide-angle picture and show one of them missing and all the rest of them not. Right. So you can do that. But the answer to your worst-case scenario we're talking about is $1,300 worth of labor plus the parts. Right. That's worst-case scenario. But there's lots of shops that can fix that. No matter where you're at, go to MarkSalem.com, and you'll be able to find a shop that's close to you and call them up and say, hey, have you ever had the dash out of a... Of a uh, uh, an 07 Dodge 1500, and it's a gas motor, obviously. It's not a diesel, but have you had the dash out? And how about blend doors and, and actuators to make him, to make it go from defrost to, to, to floor and center vent? Anyway, thanks very much, Doug. And Tim and John, I'm going to be back in about three and a half minutes. Tim, you'll be first. John will be second, and we'll get you right away. I'm Mark Salem. The phone number here is 602-508-0960. We have three lines available. You're welcome to join us, 602 508 Eddie Caruso, Master Technician, Mark Salem, Master Technician. We're here at your service right here on KKNT. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. We discovered that my daughter was using drugs. We were really at a loss. We'd been told by so many people to kick her out, to use tough love. You can't take a one-size-fits-all approach to substance use disorders. They're all different. You are the only one that knows your child. It's a slow process, and although it hasn't been perfect, she's not using drugs anymore, we're really hopeful. 
We're all in recovery from this disease. There's hope and help at drugfree.org. A message from Partnership for Drug-Free Kids. Geico presents unhelpful home improvement how-tos. Overhanging trees present a real danger. During high winds, falling branches can damage roofs and windows. So today, I'll show you how to protect your home by wrapping it in bubble packaging. All you need is a staple gun and 142,000 feet of bubble packaging. Let's get started. You could try to protect your home with bubble packaging, or you could get covered for personal property damage through the GEICO Insurance Agency. Call GEICO and see how affordable homeowners insurance can be. It takes two of us to deliver a very important message about this radio station, 960 The Patriot. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. And this is Dennis Prager. You've heard me talk about the American Trinity, E Pluribus Unum, and God We Trust in Liberty, the three things that set the United States apart. It's a powerful idea, Dennis, and this radio station is a place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. We never forget that faith and freedom are part of what make our country exceptional. There are some people in high places who apologize for America. That's something this radio station will never do. When you listen to 960 The Patriot, we promise not to insult your intelligence and to speak the truth. And we'll prefer clarity over agreement. Right. This is what our radio station is all about. And as long as you're there to listen to us, we'll be here for you. Please tell your friends about it. Absolutely tell our sponsors that you appreciate their support for this radio station. Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. All about that demon, all the mobile, the metal monster with the polyglass wheels. Yes, the metal monster with the polygraph, uh, poly, what is it? Polyglass. Polyglass, that's right. Isn't it the polyglass tires? Yeah. Okay. It's not a tire, not a oh, okay. Well, this, that was not... all right. Behind the scenes, we're talking about this dashboard. We're talking about it's close to the amount of time necessary to pull an engine, like a little four cylinder yes. or something like that. But we're talking about seven, eight, nine hours. Yes. It's not something that somebody's going to beat. Okay, so if we're billing for eight hours, this is not one of those jobs that they're going to do it in six. Yeah, there really aren't many shortcuts, and you got it. I mean, you have to do it right because <laughs> you don't you know, want to do it again. And Mark always says when he sees me doing that. Boy, I hope that there aren't any rattles in that dash when you're done. Well, I, well, and or or lost bolts or you yeah. know. The, but even even more important than that you said something that just made me laugh. You said it's thirteen hundred dollars if. Oh, if they don't have a dog. If they because when we take the dash apart, we're laying on our backs, and so if they have a pet, a dog, or a cat, you come out from under the dash with this doggy afro. <laughs> <laughs> it's, and it stinks, and it's ugly, and it, and then all of a sudden, we literally have gasoline-powered blowers, mm-hmm. and we'll roll the truck out into the uh, to the parking lot and get inside there and blow all that dog or hair take away. it over to the car wash and vacuum and, it and out. vacuum it off. And the other thing is that if they have aftermarket stereos and alarms, and they have wires that are crisscrossing the dash, and you 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 can't pull the dash without breaking that connection. Most of the dashes nowadays are designed to come out where you can unplug components and... Lift it and pull it. And they come out... Plug you know, and play. Yeah. But when you have the aftermarket crap, you've got all these other wires, and oftentimes we'll put them all in a plug, or oftentimes we'll make them better because we have easier access, but that drives us crazy. Yeah. And if they're not color-coded and somebody used brown wire, brown lamp cord on everything, that even makes it even tougher. Oh, I love red grounds and black powers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's really our life, is if the wire's red, we hope it's powered. If it's black, it's your ground. But that doesn't always nope. happen. All righty, Tim, good morning, buddy. Thank you for holding. Good morning, how you doing? Go, go right ahead. So I got uh, two problems 
I'm hoping you can help me out with. And uh, so I've got a 2010 Dodge Ram with a 47 in it, a 1500. Um, at 70,000 miles, I started having a problem where it was going into limp mode. And when I'd come up to a stoplight when I first started for the day, um, and it's uh, automatic, I'd come up to a stoplight, I'd hit the brakes and come to a stop, and it would kill it as if I was driving a manual, didn't push in the clutch, and stepped on the brake um, in first gear. And so I talked to a buddy of mine, he was a mechanic in the military, and he told me to change the transmission fluid and the filter. So I did that, and it fixed it. Well, I'm at 107,000 miles doing the same thing again, and I was always under the impression that you didn't need to change your transmission fluid and filter that often in an automatic transmission. I'm trying to figure out if I just did a Band-Aid fix or if it just has to be done that often. Okay, it's it's this kind of question is not going to move us from first base to second base. We have to go figure out the problem first, and then we can answer the question. So you don't okay. want us chasing our tails now. Both of us looked at one another that you changed the fluid and the filter and fixed this because that's something that doesn't. We're not that not, lucky. Yeah, not not often. That <laughs> yeah, and and then to have it come back and and stuff. Obviously, the 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 thing would be is is if you want to change the fl- filter and fluid, go ahead. The only thing. I can think of is is if we had some a lot of trash in the fi- in the in the fluid the first fluid um, a lot of clutch material or dirt or if he's out four wheeling or whatever then we've changed the fluid and the filter now we'll catch a lot of that trash again and we're not going to stick the valve but it sounds like his lockup converter is locked up that's what it sounds like to me because so when you come to a stop you said it you describe it as coming to a stop in a manual transmission without stepping on the clutch. And, exactly, and, and that's that's and it, a torque converter yeah. lockups problem. So and it usually does it when it's cold. So okay. after I've been driving it for a while, because I travel for work, I travel all over the U.S. When it's when the engine's warmed up and I've been driving for a while, it doesn't do it. Okay, well, usually, the, this has been a Chevrolet, a General Motors product for a hundred years on some of the older cars, where they would come, they'd get off the freeway, the TCC torque converter clutch mm-hmm. was locked up, they would come chuck 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 chuck. Boom, and they'd die. So they'd start it up, and they'd, and as soon as they moved ten feet, it would die again because it's locked in fifth gear. So they, and then they kept starting it, shutting off, starting it, and then pretty soon it unlocked. So what we would do is disconnect the TCC, the torque converter lockup harness at right. the transmission, and then we'd say, "Go drive it." And they'd come back, and they'd say, "Never happened since you unplugged it." Okay, good. We're going to plug it back in. Yep, it happened again. Bingo. We know what to do. So huh. in your particular case, it. It, it's probably going to be the same thing. You've got a converter that's locked up that's not unlocking. But okay. as far as why, I don't know. Where do you live? Well, I live in Texas. I'm out here in Phoenix working right now. Okay. Oh. Uh, uh, if you've got a, a pencil handy, I want you to call A&S Transmissions. A&S okay. Transmissions and talk to Alger. Actually, A&S Alger. stands for Automatic and Standard, but it's, his name is Alger. And tell okay. me, Mark Salem says that there's no way in God's green earth you, you, knows what, you know what's the matter with this, but he told me to call you anyway. Because <laughs> he's one of two guys in this valley, and he does only wholesale work. Okay. So he's going to probably not take your car in unless you go through a local shop. But he's the smartest guy I've ever met in my life, him and one other guy. They're, they're, just, they're young, and they're young bucks, and they, they know more about transmissions than I know about cars. And, okay. uh, and I'm a mechanical guy, and they're a tranny guy, so that's where I go. <laughs> All righty, you had a second problem. Yeah, so it's kind of embarrassing. I was changing the spark plugs on this truck. I, I started to, and it's a, uh, you know, you've got the um, the ignition oh. coils up on on the upper bank. So when I went to take it off, it pulled, it pulled apart, so basically the part that goes over the plug just 
completely disintegrated. That's called the, inside that's, of, that's called the boot. Okay, you got the, the coil, the boot, and the spark plug. Yeah, you just go buy a couple more boots. Okay, so what happened was when I went to put it back on, I was barely, I, I mean, I really wasn't torquing on it much, and I snapped that screw off in the cover right there. Okay, that holds the ignition. Big piece that of hold. duct tape over the top of that coil will be just fine. Okay. I yeah. didn't know if it would cause permanent damage or if it's something I should change or... Eddie? No, you're fine. It's just something to keep the coil from just rattling out of there. It's going to be fine. It, yeah, yeah it I've just, got a cable tie around it right now. So. Yeah, that's, that's good enough. <laughs> that's fine. Just check it every once in a while because the engine heat will cause it to be brittle. But, yes, that bolt just keeps the, the coil from wiggling a little bit. A, a tie is going to be fine. You broke the bolt off. If it were my truck, I wouldn't dig the bolt out. I wouldn't drill it and tap it. I wouldn't do any of that kind of stuff. I wouldn't waste yeah. my time. Would you? No, and a lot of times it goes from bad to worse. Oh, yeah. You try to get the bolt on next, and <laughs> yeah. you got to replace the cover or the intake or something. Cause it's just... a really small screw, too. Yeah, so. yeah. And, and, you know, you could, uh, you could, there's a lot of things you could do. He, he could take, um, put a big wad of silicone there, right. use his plastic tie, and hold that thing down until the silicone <laughs> got harder, and that'd be it. Yeah. All right. Until I go to change it again. Yeah. I appreciate it. Fellas. Okay, good enough. There's a guy that actually admitted he screwed his truck up. That's when was rare. the last time we had that? <laughs> anyway, John, don't go anywhere. I promise you I'm going to get you first, but I'm going to have to take a break for about two minutes, 45 seconds. We'll be back. You need a plan as you get closer to retirement, a plan that will take you from where you are now to the retirement you've always dreamed about. The first step on that path is to tune in to Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8. Your host is Phyllis Sachs-Pilvinas. She's the founder of PSP and Associates. You only retire once, but Phyllis helps people retire every day. Don't miss Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8 on 960 The Patriot. Selfless service is the guiding principle that drives Army National Guard soldiers to be always ready whenever disaster strikes. They are your next-door neighbors and your colleagues in schools, offices, and factories. To be a Guard soldier is to stand ready to serve at all times for family, for community, and for country. To learn more, log on to NationalGuard.com or contact an Army National Guard recruiter in your area. Sponsored by the Arizona Army National Guard. Aired by the Arizona Broadcasters Association and this station the media landscape has changed let's be clear donald trump will lose the election wrong i personally think this race is over to me this race is over politico's latest survey of agrees quote clinton will crush trump wrong from major network television down to local radio fake news is being exposed you are fake news but there's one station that doesn't talk at you but with you one station that doesn't talk about important people but to them There's one station that doesn't pretend to be what it isn't. That station is the number one conservative station in the Valley. 960 The Patriot. Don't stand for entertainment in place of information. Stand with The Patriot. Hashtag I'm with The Patriot isn't just a trend, it's a statement. Your voice, your station. 960 The Patriot and 960thepatriot.com. Hashtag I'm with The Patriot. Together, we will make America great again. Most Friday 
Welcome back, everybody. 42 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. I'm going to go real quick to SNS Tire Service. There's three SNS Tire Services in the West Valley Peoria, Surprise, and Goodyear. They have the most comprehensive line of tires that you can imagine. So you can pull in there with your vehicle. They'll look at the size and they'll give you three prices good, better, best. You can pick which one matches you. They can balance your tires, they do alignments, they do suspension work, and it's run by an organization of two brothers that really and truly I wish they worked for me. They're honest, they're dependable, and they know their craft. So if you're in the west side, SNS Tire and Auto Service has been open since 1976, and they have three locations, Peoria, Surprise, and Goodyear. Doug, or John, John, how are you today, John? What can I do for you? Hey, uh, Mark, love your show, and uh want to call, especially when Eddie was in the house there with a the Ford Guru. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I have a, a newer 2017 Mustang GT um, with only 1,600 miles on it, and the sync, you know, the Ford sync system, yes. uh-huh. yeah, it, uh, I, you know, I've only owned it that very little time, and it's gone out on me like four or five times, and it just completely freezes, um, and it's not the upgraded model with the nav and all that, just the standard one, and took it to the dealer. And they just did a master reset, which all that meant was, you know, I'm plugging the battery for half an hour. Right, just um, a reboot. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's happened to me again, so I just kept doing it at home. But I called and I said, you know, this kind of ridiculous keeps happening to me. And they're like, we're going to have to pull out the dash and do a bunch of work. And I, I really wasn't wanting to have that done with such a new car. And I was all right. I want, I'm, I want to ask you a couple questions. Sync yeah. is the ability to talk to the cloud. It sync is the ability to let Ford look at your codes. Sync is the ability to sync you with the cloud. So if you have an accident and the airbag's deployed, sync knows where you're at, and they're going to call the police and the ambulance for you. That's what we're talking about so everybody else knows it. Right, and you hook your phone through it, too. I think yeah. access is your phone. Yeah, and, and, and stuff like yeah. that. So my question to you is, is, why do you care about sync? What what is it on the marketing side that you like? You know, it's 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 none of that stuff, Mark. It's it's as simple as I just want to listen to the radio, and that and that goes out. I can't even listen to the radio. I can't put a CD in. Nothing. Okay, because I don't want any of that in my car because they're selling right. that information to insurance companies. And just recently, this guy came out and said the, his his insurance company called him and said, your wife's driving you know, two more miles than you said she would a year, so we're going to raise your premium. And he said, where'd you get that information? And they said, we bought it from you, the guy that uh, sold you your car, uh, the manufacturer. And so because this guy had an application and had a, a membership with the the company that, that General Motors is on star, Ford right. is sync, and Chrysler is something else. So um, you, you have no choice but to stick with them if your radio is tied to that. You have no choice. This is their problem to fix. And unfortunately, I'm going to stick up for Ford once because this happens to Chevys and Fords and Hondas and Toyotas where they have a problem that takes them a while to figure out what's the matter. Right. And especially if there's only 12 people in the United States that have it, it's going to take a while to figure it out. But there might come a time where you can file at the Better Business Bureau or other places for a lemon law issue and have them buy your car back. You're going to have to pay the mileage on the car that you've got it, which is what you said is minimal, 1600 But you have yeah. to give them plenty of opportunities to fix it. But we've not dealt with that at all. No, and I can understand his trepidation. A brand-new car, 
Yep. And, and it doesn't want someone going in there and, and pulling the dash apart to where, you know, is it going to be back the same as it was as it came from the factory? I can totally understand that. That's right. That's right. And you that's where yeah. you write it down and you just say, this is what I told you then. I have a piece of paper right here. I don't want any dash rattles. I don't want any other problems. I don't want you to go in and fix one and create four. I need your most senior guy on this, and uh, and then I need you to keep your word as far as the time frame is concerned because I'm sure they're going in there and replacing a big harness and all the connections to it and whatever box it runs, right? Yes. Yeah, so you have no choice. You have to deal with them, but this the good news is this. They'll fix it someday. The bad news is is you're not the only one in your Ford. The Chevys, the Dodges, the Toyotas, the Hondas, they have the same problem. Okay. Thanks, guys. You bet, John. Thank you very much. Judy, you're up next. How can I help you? Yeah. Hi, Mark. Um, I have uh, a taillight that somebody must have backed into me. only damage is really to the taillight. It's uh, a Ford Expedition, uh-huh. and uh, it's 2001. I got one price. I thought it was really steep. It was 175 just to replace it. Okay. Now, is 175 the part and the labor? Yeah. Okay. Well, I... I Tell me what you think. Well, I'm thinking that's probably a dealer part, but there yeah. are aftermarket uh, companies that make those taillight assemblies that are, uh, I've seen them, they look the same quality to me, but they're much less expensive. Okay, but the labor's the same, right. whether you yeah. plug in a, a one that has in a Ford box and right. whether you plug in one of the others. What's she going to save on the turnaround from 175 Oh, going with an aftermarket? Yeah. I would say she'd probably cut that in half. Okay, and I wouldn't give her that much. I would say that she's probably going to save 50 bucks, maybe a little bit more, but not much. So the answer to your to your question is is you can probably do better by going with an aftermarket part. It will work well. It will serve you good. It'll just cost you less money. Or if the path of least resistance is yes on the 175. To be honest with you, if if she would have turned that question around and said, I have a taillight assembly that I need to have replaced. There's no body damage. It's, so it's plug and play. Take it out right. and put it in. I would, have, I would have guessed between 2 and 250. I wouldn't have guessed 175. I would just think that the part at the Ford dealer is going to be a lot more than that. So I'm kind of surprised at the 175. That but, was the, at the Ford dealer. Yeah. Okay. So so the answer to your what, what part of town do you live in? Well, the thing is, I live on the west side of Scottsdale, but I'd be happy to drive 10, 12 miles to be able to save okay. some money. I want you just to call a couple of body shops up and down Scottsdale okay. Road, independent body okay. shops, and just say to them, I want to give you the information. Would you just call me back with the price for the taillight assembly on the drive? And, and I want you to talk about the driver's side or the passenger side. Don't do left and right. Driver's side or passenger side, here's the taillight. Do you need the VIN? Would you call me back with an estimate? I think you'll do just fine that way. You'll, you, the time it takes you on the phone will probably save you at least $50, and if Eddie's right, it's going to be $75. Right. Okay? Well, that's great. And, hey, you guys helped me last week. Remember I couldn't um, – my car kept having – stalling out on me, uh-huh. and it was just a loose wire. You said – Get in touch with whoever you got the battery from. It was AAA. Uh-huh. They came out, tightened it, no cost. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. The problem with the story is is that AAA's in the battery selling business. And I watched them the other day in a parking lot in a city I won't describe. And I had already looked at the car. And when you hit the key, the headlights just dimmed slightly and came back on, which means it's not a battery. Okay. It's got a starter or solenoid problem. And he didn't even do any testing. He pulled up, yanked her battery, put a new battery in, and drove off. 
There was no testing oh. whatsoever. That kind of concerned me because yeah. I think I think we're in that movement, and I can't speak for them. This is only one example I'm giving you. I just saw them come right. in and go out, and that person didn't appear to have a choice. I would have wished they would have jump-started her and let her pick where she wanted to go, but that didn't happen. But I just stood there and kind of watched and pretended like was like I was a uh, farmer looking at them. Innocent bystander. Innocent bystander. But anyway, thank you very much, Judy. All righty. I want to tell you about Air Park Auto, which is in North Scottsdale. And Air Park Auto has been around for a very long time. And Air Park Auto um, is run by Nadine. Now, Nadine and Stacy opened Air Park Auto more than 20 years ago, but Stacy passed away. But Nadine, rather than sell the shop, says, I can handle this. I've been around Stacy all my life, and I know what to do. So if you're a lady and you live in North Scottsdale and you want to deal with a, a company that's run, an auto repair shop that's run and owned and operated by a lady, then I would suggest Air Park Auto. They're just off Hayden. It's in, on Raintree. So it's just about four or five blocks south of Frank Lloyd Wright Boulevard on Hayden, and you go east on Raintree, and it's Air Park Auto on your right-hand side. They have all the tools. They have all the knowledge. They have the staff to treat you fairly. So it's diagnosis, estimate, repair, and verify that your repair fixed the symptom, and that's how Air Park Auto does it. Okay, Bob, you're up next. How are you, Bob? Hi, Mark. I have a 2002 Chevy S10 Blazer with 207,000 miles, and Monday morning, it started making a cold knock when I started. I'm going to start it right now and let you listen to it, so stand by. Now it wasn't doing it. It sounds good now. It did it the last five days. I started in the morning. It sounded like a rod knock, like a lower end, like kind of a heavy knock, 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 knock yeah. sound, you know? And how long does now, it last? At first, the first day, it did it like 10 or 15 seconds, and I thought maybe it was just because of the colder weather. But then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it sat like over a minute until I started driving. And like the engine got warmed up, and then it went away, and I never had any problems. Go. When I started at work in the afternoon, it did it a little bit. Okay. Okay. Are you much. sure this is an engine knock and not an exhaust leak? Yeah, because it changed with the rev of the engine. Like when I rev the engine, you could hear it da, 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 speed yeah, up but, but with the, the RPM. It's an exhaust leak does the same. And you know what I'm thinking? What? Broken flex plate. How many times have we, I got to tell you something? We, we learned early. In the 80s, we, we bid an engine that needed to be replaced because we had a rod knock. We were convinced. And the guy came back. He was nice. And he said, I had a fix for $250. And he, broke, he brought us the broken flex plate. And we were embarrassed. Yep. We were really embarrassed. But, boy, we learned at that point that that's something you always check. So 270, 207 or 207,000 miles yeah. on an S10, it's going to have a four-cylinder or that V6 4.3. And why wouldn't a flex plate cause exactly the same noise? And I would think what you do is, if it's making the noise in park, put it in reverse and see if the noise changes. Change. Put it in drive and see if the noise changes, because then you're loading the, the flex plate. And if there is a crack in the flex plate, there should be some audible difference. Change. Right. We're looking for change. Okay. The exhaust leak is really good. Um, and and if, if it was a rod knock, he could disconnect the spark plugs one at a time every single time he knows it's going to happen. And once we take the spark away from a bad rod... It's going to change the noise. Right. It should diminish it. Exactly. So, so those are kinds of things that he can do. If that's if that's what you want to do, you've got all those options. But I would certainly pull the dust cover off that front of that transmission, and you have to have a seasoned eye to be able to tell if it's cracked. 
Yes. You have to know where they crack, and you have to be able to see them because it's not going to just be a big Grand Canyon kind of crack in the flex plate. The flex plate, by the way, is the flywheel for an automatic transmission. It's it's called a flex plate, but it's really the big round plate that the tr- bolts to the transmission that connects to the engine, and it has the starter teeth all the way around it. So the flex plate would be my guess. I can't. I can't think, I know he's adamant that it's a rod knock, but I can't think that a rod knock's going to go away. If we've got a bad bearing, it's not going to go away. It may be diminished, but it's not going to really go away. Right. And then, I mean, typically, we get some cars, we change the oil on high mile cars, and when we start them up, they may make a little bit of a knock for two seconds until we get the oil pressure back up where it should be. Right. So it's just, it's just... There's too many other options. Yes, that's that's the end. I of the wouldn't day. hang my hat on a rod knock at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't don't go bid in a motor because that might not be a good idea. Okay, Harker's Automotive. Talk about a diagnostician. You're talking about Bob. I sent him a guy with the Dodge truck the other day. Nobody else could fix it. He calls me back and he goes, "I had a bad connection at the bus." I said, "How'd you get there?" And he goes, "I'm not going to tell you." Was this the short bus? <laughs> So a bus is a communication device very much like a train station where a whole bunch of stuff comes in, a bunch of information comes in. Yeah, the depot. The depot. Thank you. And so he said, I had a bad connection at the bus. And I said, yeah, I want to know where. And he goes, I'm not going to tell you. And I said, okay, fine. I'm going to tell everybody that you're going to work on their car for free. So our Larry Harker's auto is on 38th Avenue in Indian School. He's been around since 1967. Bob and Ellen run it. Bob runs the shop. Ellen runs the front counter. Auto, electrical, work, brake service, auto emissions, vehicle maintenance. They can do all that. They can do emission testing. They can do air conditioning. They do foreign and domestic. They do it all. But Bob, the guy in the shop, really knows his stuff. I think he's a lot better than I've ever been when it comes to tenacity. There'll be a time I'm going to give up. Bob, there's no such time. So if you've got one of those stories that starts off with, I've had my car to so many places and nobody can fix this, then you need to say that to Bob at Larry Harker's Auto Repair, 38th Avenue and Indian School. Tom, good morning to you. How can I help you? Morning, morning. I was going to ask you, uh, we were talking earlier about one of those... uh heater removal deals, rip the, the dashboard out? Yes. Is there a, a website or something that would give a degree of uh, difficulty? I know I like to dig into things, but obviously I don't, I don't want to be over the top and choke to death on a job. Well, um, I agree. I, I know what you're saying. On a 1 to 10 scale, you want to stay away from the 7s, the 8s, the 9s, and the 10s, and anything south of the 7. Uh, there's plenty of places on the Internet that you can go to bid a repair. And when they bid the repair, they're going to try to give you parts and labor. And when you look at the labor side, it's usually going to be associated. They're going to ask you what the labor rate you think of, of your area is. So if you plug in 115 or 120, then you can divide that by the hours and figure out how many hours it has. I think it's in your best interest to stay away from the 6s, 7s, 8s, and 9s, and 10s. I think the 1 through 5s are certainly within capabilities of many of the people that we know. But when you start talking about 6 through 10, you're talking about stuff that's going to start at 6, 7, 8 hours and go all the way to 20 hours. Right, and a lot of times if you haven't done it before or you don't have a step-by-step process of how to remove it, um, the backyard mechanic will take off more things than what needs to be taken off. And you you don't want to get to the situation where you've got it halfway out and you're, you're stuck. Lost. Yeah. 
and then you try, you know, you call shops and say, I got my dash halfway out. Can you guys put it back in? And you're going to be hard-pressed to find someone that's going to take that job on. Yeah, it's called a basket case. It's bring yep. us your car your, your, your car and your parts in a shopping cart and, and want us to put it together. We're going to charge you the entire amount out and in because we're going to have to put it back together after you took it apart. All righty, Mark at MarkSalem.com. You got more questions, just email me, Mark at MarkSalem.com. See you next Saturday. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.